0: Hey y'all, I have not recorded in a while, I've been wanting to get back on this whole podcast stuff, but I don't know, you know, I got distracted and I don't think I was really clear on what I wanted to do, I knew what I wanted to do, I just didn't really put it, I didn't put a lot of effort into making it what it needs to be, and so you know, if you're not really passionate about something and you can't, you know, dedicate to it or whatever, you can't allocate time to it or whatever, you know, it's not going to really do much or you're not going to be consistent with it. And so today I am um deciding to record. I don't know if I'm going to post this or what. I'm just really recording. Um. And I was sitting here, I don't know what I was thinking about. Oh, I made a phone call and, um, I was talking to someone and I said, you know, he gave me the terms of, you know, his business or whatever, but then I countered with what it was that I needed to accommodate me. And if we could work something out, right. And, um... When I got off the phone, he was like, yeah, sure. You know, when I get back in town, this and this, you know, let's set up a meeting or whatever and we'll talk about it. You know, we'll make it work for the both of us. So with that being said, I got off the phone and I was just like, ask for what you want. And, you know, it really hit me. Like I started, I like burst out crying because it was like, ask for what you want. Why are you so afraid to ask for the things that you want? Why is it hard for you to want to be accommodated? Why is it hard for you to ask for things? If you're going to basically, you know, accommodate somebody, this person wants you to do business with them. So why don't you get it to where they're doing business with you on on your terms? How is it going to work for you? Because all of these things are to get you to different places, people, all of this stuff. So it's like, why are we so scared to, you know, want to be accommodated? And I was just crying. Like, I was just like, why are you so afraid to be accommodated? Like, why are you so afraid to want someone to bend to you? And not so much bend to you, but why are you scared to ask for what you want? And it's funny because I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and I asked them, what do you want? And they couldn't answer. And then I had to ask myself that internally, what do you want? And now I'm at a place where I'm able to say, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I'm going for. I'm not stopping until I get there. I'm not settling for anything less than what I want. This is what I want. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> all right. Spirit. That I felt that, you know, how, you know how you hear something and you say something, you'd be like, well, I felt that. in my, I felt that. I felt that. Definitely. We are we out here really accommodating other people. Look at look at all the times Whew, in relationships. This is about to get deep. In relationships, you accommodate your mate. A couple years ago, I was in this group where we were talking about like women and orgasms and things like that, or whatever, and how most women don't even have an orgasm when they have sex with somebody. We're so accommodating. (laughs) Yes, it may be enjoyable or whatever the case may be, it may be fun, but is it really fulfilling to you? Is it as fulfilling to you as it is the other person? Whether it's sex, whether it's you know a friendship, whether it's a business. Partnership. Is this as satisfying to you as it is to them? Are you overcompensating to be able to make this person happy or to make this situation work for someone else? We gotta stop. We gotta really, like. So I was journaling. the The whole reason why how I got on this damn recording right now is that I was journaling, and I well I was led to pick up my journal and write. And the stuff that I was saying was like, I was, I was asking myself these questions and it says, why are you scared to be accommodated when you, when you bend over backwards to ensure everyone's needs around you are met? Everyone's, your children, your parents, you know, do you not think that you desire, that you deserve the same accommodations? Does that, do you not deserve for somebody to accommodate you that way? Do you deserve for somebody to hug you when you're crying and to tell you that it's going to be okay? or just, you know, like when you're going through something, don't you deserve to have the same accommodations as you provide to everyone else? Why aren't you accommodating yourself in this way? And mind you, these are things that I wrote down, (laughs) I wrote all this shit down. (sighs) Why are you afraid to ask for what you want? Why are you so scared? And then it took me back to the little girl that was scared to ask my mom for things or to ask someone for something. Not being supported, you know what I mean? So you're afraid to ask for what you want because whoever, whoever, your mother, your father, a friend, ex-boyfriend, what when you ask... To, can you respect me? Can you be loyal to me? Can you, you know, love me? When you ask for those things from people that you really, really thought that you were supposed to get those things from, maybe you didn't get it. So that has stained you. It stained you. And then I wrote down, demand what you deserve, period. Demand what you deserve. But guess what, in order for you to demand what you deserve, so you know how I feel, so you know what it looks like for, um, like, are you, are you demanding that of yourself? Are you demanding those things of yourself? It says, but first demand that of self. (laughs) We, we want all these things from other people. We want all these things from, you know, other sources. But what are we providing to ourselves? What are we providing to ourselves? What are we giving ourselves? How are we treating ourselves? Okay, I'm sorry. We got a little disconnected. But what I was saying was, what I was asking was, how are we treating ourselves as far as demanding what, what, what we want? Are you dedicated to yourself? You want dedication, right? Have you showed your self-dedication? It says you want consistency. Be consistent with self. You want love? Love your fucking self. (laughs) Once you put that same energy into you, you'll start to attract everything else. Like I was talking to a friend and I said, we're dedicating. It's time to dedicate to self. Put all that energy into you. Put all that loving energy into yourself and don't, don't dismiss or disregard any of the other things that you need to be, you know, taking care of. So if you're a mother, you know what I mean? Like that don't mean only love you would only have time for yourself and you don't have time for your kids. No, it means make sure that in doing all the things that you need to do as a mother, you're still putting yourself first. So if mommy feels tired, then mommy needs to sit back for a second and relax. If you have children that are old enough to be able to do a chore or do something or whatever, allow for your children to do stuff. start doing stuff with the kids. make it fun, make it make it to where it's not a dreadful thing. You know what I mean? Like I love when I can just be with my kids and like, oh man, you know, just like spend time with them and it's just it just feels good, right? Regardless of whatever the hell is going on outside, how many, whatever other issues may be happening, just being able to be present in those moments. But then guess what? I also very much enjoy being able to sit with myself and to release the things that I need to release so that I can be present for the moments with my children. So that I can be present when I'm having conversations with people that are amazing feeling conversations so that I can be consistent with, you know, upkeeping relationships that are beneficial and that are fulfilling relationships. We got used to the idea of complete separation. It's like when you're when you're dedicating yourself to yourself, you're. Yes, you're isolated from things, right? You're just not, not so much you're isolated, but you're just not available to everything. You're available to being a parent because that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's part of the responsibility. But if they have another parent or whatever the case may be, you need to demand what you need so that you can be accommodated. If you have people that are saying, I'm here for you, I support you, I this, I that, utilize the resources that you have. Utilize them. For so long, I didn't have any resources. Now I have resources. I don't even know how to utilize them. (laughs) Damn, I don't even know how to utilize my freaking resources. People are telling me left and right, please allow yourself to receive. Allow yourself to receive. I keep hearing that. People keep saying that to me. People have said, you've been of service your whole life. Yesterday on the phone, I said that. I have been of service my entire 31 years on this earth. (laughs) Seem like it. I have accommodated in my patterns, even in my patterns, you are over, you overcompensate because you make everybody feel like an authority figure over you. When in actuality, you are the one, how can somebody look you in your face and tell you that you deserve something, but they're not doing it. You deserve love, but you're not going to get it from me. (laughs) You deserve support, but you're not getting, I'm not going to support you. You deserve it though You can find it somewhere else But it's not here When somebody fucking tells you That you deserve something And they're not willing to do what it takes To 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 provide that to you To show you what that looks and feels like No But are you doing that for yourself? Doing that for yourself means getting rid of things letting go of things letting go of all thought all thought processes letting go of the trauma letting go of the times that people disappointed you letting go of that shit you know what I mean when kids 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 we got to go back to the kids and if you're not a parent you know what I mean just try to think of when you were a child and I guess I'm gonna publish this I don't know I guess I'm I'm freestyling so hope maybe I don't know I don't know why I said it like that But For people that aren't parents You know what I mean Like, They would just need to visualize themselves As children But for me it was like Look at Christian Look at Christian Every day he's asking me Where you at mommy Where you at (laughs) He doesn't have any perception of time He doesn't really have those worries of time And you know those things. Justice is like, yo, it's been 10 days, bro. It's been 16 days. Like, come on. When are we coming home? Because they've never been away from me. I've never been away from them. I take my role, you know, as mom serious, but I don't have to be mom that is overbearing or mom that is, you know, mom only. I can be Tasha. I can be Tashi. You know what I mean? I can be Natasha. I have the opportunity to be myself, but I lost that. I lost that in the whole, you know, idea of I want to be a better mother than my mom was to me. So I have to do this, that, and the third. I am being a better mother because I am putting myself first. I'm not worried about what nobody else is thinking at this point. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not doing things for the the satisfaction of anyone but myself and the greater good of my children. I I see that when I work in my passion, when I grow in my passion, that everything else is so much more beautiful. You know, this is a tough journey. It takes, it takes, you know, it takes strength, you know, that's but you look at how far you've come. You've been resilient this whole time. You've been resilient this whole time. So this little thing you can't get over. this is the last little bit. And you got everything that you need. So make it happen. You got everything that you need. And if you don't have everything that you need or you you feel like you don't have everything that you need, ask for it. Because God has already put somebody something. God has already worked it out. It's already worked out. We so damn prideful, we don't, even know, we don't really even ask God for what we want. <laughs> we so damn prideful, we don't even ask God for what we want. What? Ego. We, we're, we're afraid to ask somebody who's never, ever given up. Uh, oh, Jesus. Never gave up on us. Who's always delivered every single time, every single time, every single time that you knew that you was going to get through a situation. Boom, you got through it every single time that you knew something different was going to happen. You did it. We scared to ask somebody who has never let us down for something because we do not let everybody else that has let us down feel like we don't even fucking deserve it. out it's crazy so it's like why not be better right we keep talking about breaking generational curses and stuff and as hard as this shit is as hard as it is to face the past and really just feel and and really one thing that I said to someone yesterday is I'm reparenting myself did I say that on my live? I don't know if I said that on my live. I think I did but I am reparenting myself like legit, and I love this parent. I love this. This feels really good. It feels really good. And guess what? People are also loving me the same way, and I'm able to receive it. Cause before I was just I I didn't want nobody to hug me. My mom, my mom didn't really give us hugs. She wasn't very affectionate. So I didn't I don't really I don't really want people to hug me unless I'm in an intimate relationship. If we're dating, then yeah, I want you all over me. But other people, I don't want you to say nothing. I don't really want nothing from you. It's hard for me to love my children, honestly. I mean, I love them. You know what I mean? I love my kids. But it's hard for me to show affection to my kids. Because of trauma that I've experienced as a child, I feel like it's weird sometimes. That's that my life has been affected in many different ways to where love the 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 definition of love is completely distorted. But I'm thankful to God that I'm able to experience love, you know, having a child taught me a different type of love. And that started with justice. And she's not even my birth child. But it's like, sometimes you be thinking that you have struggles and stuff, but that be God saving you. Damn. You be thinking like, oh, my whole life shifted. I was like 16 when I started taking care of justice. I was 16. I was in high school. And people, my friends will tell you, (laughs) me and justice was attached at the hip. I had justice everywhere. I'm the only high school student with a kid. (laughs) Everybody loved justice. Everybody's parents loved justice. And I went hard. But it was like maybe that was God's way of saying like you may not get anywhere different in life unless you take this route. So trust that taking this route is going to be better than on what's on the other side. Damn. Thank you. Wow. The first day that I saw Justice, the very first time that I saw her, my grandma will tell you this. We dropped her and her mom off, and I cried the whole ride home. And I don't know why I was crying, but it was an uncontrollable sobbing-like cry. And I did not know I was 16. I did not know why. I cried like that for her, and a couple of weeks later she um my other brother's mom called me to tell me that um she had got taken away from her mom, and I reached out to my other brother's mom because you, justice is my niece but but my brother's daughter we don't have the same mother, we have the same father, so I didn't have a close, close relationship with him and his family and stuff like that growing up. I didn't really even know them to be honest but when I saw this baby and I you know I connected with her obviously I did what I needed to do to make sure that you know I was there and I didn't even know that I was gonna be adopting her all this other stuff but I wanted to be there for her and so you know everything else panned out everything else you know worked out for me too but it was like that was that was really a life-changing thing for me because i was six i was 16 graduated from high school as soon as i graduated from high school i didn't go go away to college i went to community college and i worked you know what i mean like it was just like i went from kind of a kid to an adult you know what i mean and just had to do all these things but maybe I don't I don't know what my life would look like if it was anything different, but I'm thankful for that because I I learned a lot of things that I had no idea about. I learned a lot. You know what I mean? I'm glad for all the lessons. I'm thankful for all the things. The journey, though, whew, sheesh. the journey now still. But I'm glad that I have the resources that I have, because back then I didn't really have a lot of resources or maybe I did have resources. But guess what? I was so prideful. So prideful. I didn't even like think to ask because it was like she was getting food stamps. People talk bad about food stamps. I'm embarrassed to get food stamps. I'm embarrassed to fucking get help. I needed it. I was a kid. To this day afraid to be on Medicaid My children need insurance I'm going to have them on insurance right now If that's what I need to do to, You know I don't have a job at this point A job job I have a business And I'm building my business And you know that type of thing So why not utilize the resources That you have without being so fucking prideful You don't have to be like everybody that's in here If you needed to get on fucking section eight, do that until you can get to a place where you need to be. If you have to work a job that you don't desire, but it's what's paying the bills and and that's what's going to do. What do you got to do to get out of there? Don't just keep going because you hate it and it pays the bills. No, use it for what it use it for your benefit. Oh, it's thundering. But yeah, use it for your benefit, yo. Like <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I could go on and on. Maybe we might make this a thing. Um, but some questions that I had wrote down for myself is, did you do your best? That's a real life question that you have to ask yourself because sometimes we are frustrated with where we are. But then we have to ask ourselves, well, did you do your best? If you knew this was going to happen, did you really proactively, you know what I mean, make sure that it was going to go off without a hitch is something that my mom said yesterday. (laughs) Did you do your best? I tell Dakota all the time. I tell her all the time. If you did your best and that was the best that you could do, That is okay. Do not try to do anything more than what you can. If that is your very best and you got to see, that's fine. What do we what what made it a challenge to where you couldn't get anything higher than this? What didn't you understand? You know take the stress out of it take the it's cool if you didn't get you you had a to-do list and you only got three things done on a to-do list and there were seven things on there what what could you do different tomorrow are you even going to address this list tomorrow maybe not it's okay don't become lazy and complacent all today spirit said no Don't let things get to a place where, you know, don't be so organized that you become disorganized because that that's what I feel like happened to me. I was so organized with every single thing. It just became overwhelming. No, that's not how you do it. Do what's comfortable for you, but at the pace that you need to do it at. But understand time is not waiting. What can you do today to make sure that tomorrow is even better? For the journal writing that I have for my kids, I have that on their bored. What challenges did you face today? What can we do different for tomorrow? Let it go. We're going to work at a different pace tomorrow. If we, if we feel the same thing tomorrow, that's fine. We'll figure it out Tomorrow get you some rest let's release it and we'll and we'll know that tomorrow we're going to put more effort into it you know it's day by day dedication 21 days that's what i said 21 days of dedication to self let's do that 21 days of dedication to self what does that look like for you How can you make that work in your favor? We'll talk about it. (sighs) This felt good. (laughs) I really want to challenge y'all to dedicate 21 days to yourself. What does that look like for you? Does that look like going to the gym? Does that look like, you know, meditating? Does that look like going to church? You know, whatever it is that you do for yourself. If you need to get your hair done, I needed to get my hair done. I needed to get my lashes done to feel a little better. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, I'm still beautiful when I'm not all, you know, but I like to feel a certain type of way. I like that confidence. You know what I mean? That confidence that it brings. Even my natural days. I love it. I love it. I love it. I like to embrace myself in all forms. So I'm, if I'm feeling a little crochet-ish, I know that I can do that now. If I'm feeling a little weave middle part-ish, you know what I mean? Like. little lippy, little eye, something, a little glow. Like if I'm feeling these things or whatever, I can be those things. Because you just feel different when you feel good about yourself. So for 21 days, can you dedicate to yourself? What does that look like? What does that look like? Do that look like gossiping about people? Does that look like entertaining conversations that you shouldn't be entertaining? Does that look like, you know, comparing yourself to somebody else? Or does that look like taking time with yourself? Journaling definitely, definitely needs to be a part of that 21 days. So maybe it could be 21 days of journaling for you if you're not a person that journals. Maybe it could be 21 days of, you know... Sitting outside for at least five minutes in the grass. <laughs> you know, going to the gym for 20 minutes a day or walking. We'll say walking for 20 minutes a day, but going to the gym at least at least three times a week for 30, 40 minutes or doing some in-home hit exercises like find something that you like and that you want to try out, and just try it out. At least try it. If you're not good with meditation, at least try to meditate. Five minutes, guided meditation. Allow yourself time to connect with yourself. Try a yoni steam. That's 20 minutes. That's 20 minutes to do, to dedicate to yourself. Drink some tea every night. If you're having an issue, anxiety, You know what I mean? If you can't, if you insomnia, you want to calm your brain, start drinking some tea at night. Allow yourself some time to decompress. When you wake up in the morning, give yourself more time to wake up in the morning. You know, just dedicate yourself to yourself and just see how that feels. 21 days. And guess what? If you fall off, start over. Every day is a new day. God is giving us the opportunity every day to get to the bigger picture, to get to the to the piece that makes us feel complete. And in that feeling the feels, if you feel like I don't like the way this feels, you know that you need to remove yourself from it. And if you have to build a strategy to do it, what are you going to be doing every single day, every day? Every single day, not skipping a day, not skipping a beat, not skipping a moment to getting out of the situation, getting into a different situation. If it's a diet, okay, you know that every day you got to eat right. So what are you doing every day, whether it's every day eliminating something until you get to a place where you feel comfortable? But how long is it going to take for you to, you know, sometimes you just got to take the risks and just go for it. and you start to question yourself and all that other stuff, then you continue to be in that same spot. We continue to say, well, um, maybe tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to do it. Okay, well, okay, I did it for five hours. I yes, only did it for five hours yesterday, so I, I may as well, you know. No. Make better decisions. You know, make better choices for yourself. Cause you want people to do that. If you had somebody who you was really interested in and they was doing something that didn't, you know, fit with what you was, you would really want them to try to try to accommodate you. Right? So try to accommodate yourself first. Cause the reason why you attracting people that's not willing to accommodate as much as they say they want to is because you're not even willing to do that for yourself. Everything that you're projecting is what you're attracting. So if you're confused, you're going to attract somebody that's confused. If you're into gossiping, you know, if that's what you do with your friends, then you're going to to attract people that gossip with their friends. If you're around drugs and alcohol, eventually you're going to start to tap into it. So with that being said, look at all of the situations that you're in and ask yourself, are these situations that are mirroring the me that I'm trying to get to, or are these mirroring my old, old um, the old me? And that's funny that I have this, um, I have this, um, that I had heard and a podcast that came on because, again, my car be like my car be telling me stuff that I be needing to know through my music or whatever it is that I have on my phone. Because um, I deleted my music library, so I don't even know how I still have things on my library that's coming up. But that's neither here or there because I be needing the messages. Um, He said E.T., that's his name. Um, and he from Detroit too. You know, what? it's a lot of people that come from Detroit that really like, I guess we, well, yeah, I mean, I guess people can say that from whatever state they're from, like whatever, you know, area they're from if there's somebody that's from there that is you know impactful then I guess everybody could say that there's people from their state that did something different but it's a lot of um, trauma in Detroit and you see that in a lot of the um, artists that come out like you hear the trauma you know that they faced or whatever but it's a lot of trauma everywhere honestly and it's like are you going to use your trauma to like be a crutch to you or you want to use your trauma to like grow from because it don't it don't define you so it says are you willing to let go of the old you to get to the new you and that was really powerful to me because at this point you're the only person that is held accountable and when you um when you know when you know that you're the only parent that's held accountable for your child right you're the only person accountable for you and the things that you attract and go through and all of that other type of stuff there's nobody else that we can blame no one else because you have all the tools to get to where you need to be and we know that none of the things that we are allowing to hold us back or to keep us back none of those things are real none of those things are excuses or reasons why we should be where we are currently so i'll leave y'all with that I love you guys. Um, I didn't, again, this is crazy that this turned into a recording that I may or may not post. But um, I was really just recording my thoughts. So this feels good. It feels real good. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing day, night, evening. Ciao.